What is up, my lovely people? I hope you're doing well. And right off the bat, I wanted to take some time to address the people going through college right now. A ton of my friends have started college fairly recently, and as someone who graduated high school a year early and has been on my gap for a full year, I feel like I've learned a lot about how to learn things outside of school way more than I had ever actually learned in school. Now, I'm not the first to say that school doesn't teach you the things you really need to know in life. There's always the argument of, oh, I don't know how to do my taxes, but I know how to calculate derivatives, something I'll never use in my life. Yes, school sucks sometimes, and we may not be able to learn things that directly benefit us right now, but why is that the case? And before I get into it, you are not special, I did not forget. Thanks for sticking around, let's hop into it. Schooling was traditionally meant for the wealthy and privileged society when it first kind of came about, and once education became mandatory for all students, and more importantly, free education became mandatory, how are they supposed to manage everyone's individual interests or even introduce things the market needed? Well, let's just teach them everything they may need to know. We've been operating on the same kind of system for decades, and while technology has made it a lot easier to learn, we're still operating under that same system. This also isn't me trying to dismantle the school system. I'm not anti-school, nor am I anti-college. Let's just say that there are some things that should be improved. Let's go through some of the things that school actually taught me before I start to criticize it. First off, grit. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term grit, it describes a characteristic of working at something because you're passionate about it, and most importantly, persevering even when things seem impossible. I experienced my first real battles with school around 7th grade when I got into my first high school math class. The subject matter was challenging, all my other classes were ramping up, and I felt completely alone in my struggle. It taught me that I had to work at something even if I got frustrated, and I ended up valuing my scores way more when I got them back knowing I had worked hard for them. It's something that most people will experience at some point in their life, and if you haven't, you will likely face in college. Grit isn't even something that you only experience in school. Any challenge you face and push through causes you to exhibit a small amount of grit to get it done. We may find this in sports, maybe arguments, music, maybe even heartbreak or love. Either way, school gave me more of a perspective on what it means to work hard for what you want, even if what I wanted was only because school made that important, i.e. grades, rank, status, etc. Now we come to passion. School didn't always help me out with this one, but when it came to extracurriculars and general interests, my passion for subjects like math and science definitely grew through select classes. Elementary school fostered an environment of curiosity and fun within science and technology. My school also had an animal lab, which thankfully made me so aware of my love for animals and taking care of them. I always like to tell the story of when I was in like first or second grade, we had to pick our favorite animal from the animal lab. And there was like an iguana, we had a ton of like corn snakes, we had uh, chinchillas and rabbits and ducks and stuff like that. Um, but I chose the blue-tongued skink. Uh, I can still picture it in my mind. It was like a giant lizard, almost like the size of, um, uh, it, it was appro approximately the same kind of size as a bearded dragon, but a little bit thicker. Um, and they had a blue tongue. 
or, or like a slightly like tinted blue tongue and we couldn't even touch them we couldn't hold them we couldn't we could just look at them um but i found them so cute and i and i desperately wanted one um and like we couldn't even feed them either because the teacher had to like wave the rat in front of in front of its face and it like struck the rat and um so definitely uh not the kind of animal that you would really traditionally choose as your favorite but i just love them um and like like recently uh my boyfriend and i were talking about pets and i was thinking about like oh like corn snakes are actually just so cute why why wouldn't we get a, a snake he's like absolutely not and so did my, my roommate said the same thing and i'm just like i i just love that i i would love to have a pet snake maybe that makes me weird i don't know um but you know it exposed me to all different kinds of things in my elementary school years you know i also discovered my love of music and the classical arts through orchestra at school i attended my first true orchestra performance at the las vegas smith center on my 10th birthday as part of a school field trip actually and i was already playing piano at that time but seeing the cellist play and the whole orchestra swell with the music made me just light up and I decided a couple years later in the sixth grade that I wanted to start cello, and in the seventh grade was accidentally put into an advanced orchestra instead of intermediate, and my schedule just wouldn't allow the change, so I was immediately thrust into a new environment with plenty of great players and a new challenge every single day. And throughout it all, performance tests and failures, I managed to get into all-state orchestra my freshman year of high school, and it was probably one of the most rewarding moments that I had had that year. Not to mention that it offered me the opportunity to travel to Chicago to play for the Midwest Clinic. We went to California, we took trips to Disneyland, Universal, all that, and New York to perform at Carnegie Hall in my freshman year, an opportunity that I will just never forget to this day. Uh, I recently went back to New York and had seen um, a pianist play, and just seeing the stage again after being away from it for so long is it, just an awesome experience to kind of like almost share share the stage with all of these other amazing conductors and orchestras around the world. Uh, but this brings me to another point, which is failure. I also wanted to talk about the fact that school taught me a lot about failure, referring back to my time in orchestra. Yes, I did get into all-state orchestra, and when the playing test came, I think I got cocky and didn't practice as much as I needed to. And I ended up getting last chair, which was a very humbling experience for sure. I don't know if many other people have this, but I, when, when something bad happens, something uh, emotional or something that would cause, uh, cause an emotional response from me, my first like biological instinct is just to cry. And so I'm like playing, I'm like having a good time, but I'm crying. And it's kind of like a mind connection that i i don't have control of that system yet like i just i just cry sometimes and i maybe uh all of the all of the women can relate because uh, i i haven't met very many men that say the same thing but definitely definitely um a low point for sure and i've had plenty of shitty playing tests plenty of days where playing just doesn't feel right and when I was in middle school, the conductor would point to random people and tell them to play a passage. So we always had to be ready. And uh, it was a source of a lot of my playing anxiety for sure. But I feel like a lot of it was beneficial, even outside of the orchestra. 
I fail all the time, especially right now. I'm doing a challenge where I play chess and try to get as good as I can in 30 days, and damn, it is kicking my ass. But either way, failure is an important thing to face, and school definitely helped me out with that. And more on my chess games later. Now, let's address some failures of the school system in a lot of people's lives, one being the material we're taught and how that affects our ability to pick up other material. We go into school not knowing what we want to do, which is why I think it's fine to learn about a lot of different topics throughout your schooling. Most schools do well and give their students a variety of extracurriculars along with it to occupy their time, but the problem we run into is how we teach things. We all know the people that cram the night before the test just to continue to do so to pass the class, like they haven't learned that that doesn't work the best all the time uh, in the past 100 times that they've attempted such a feat. And it's a normal thing, and all teenagers can relate, and I've done that quite a few times in my past. But that's just really not how you learn. Not in college, not in real life, not anywhere else, really. You learn through repetition and iteration. Now, this is where I become your teacher for the next few minutes, as I try to explain to you the method that I've been using to learn everything from CAD modeling to music production to chess now. And it's the art of the 30-day challenge. The good thing about school is that you go five times a week, five days in a row. That's good constant repetition. The problem there is that we don't iterate on what we learn a lot of the time. If you're struggling in math, you can do as many problems as you want, but until you go back and learn from those mistakes, you'll keep making the same errors on test after test and never truly figure any of the fundamentals out. Even if you cram the night before, it's still going to be all fizzy in your brain until you have to refresh again for the next test because you didn't study the same way. So here's where we start with the 30 days. I chose 30 days specifically because it's something easy to keep track of. Any less and you don't form that habit and it doesn't give you enough time to truly see all the mistakes and change things anymore and it could kind of become taxing, something you're not really looking forward to at the end of the month. 30 is the sweet spot. Once you establish that you want to do a 30 day challenge, you now have to decide what that task is going to be. It can be quite literally anything, but the most important thing to remember is that you have to do it every day for 30 days. I'll use an example from a past challenge. One of the first challenges I did was a 30 day CAD modeling challenge. The goal was to follow tutorials online, do a masterclass if needed, and make a complete model every day for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, I would have 30 models I could look back at, and every day I would wake up, watch a tutorial, and try to follow it along that way. By the end of the challenge, I was designing my own models for my startup and learned the ins and outs of Fusion 360, the program that I had chosen to learn, and the best part was that it exposed a ton of weaknesses that I had in design work, and I continued to do modeling even after the challenge was done to fix those. The one key characteristic of challenges like these are that every day, you have to look back at the previous day and think about what you could improve. Some days will be better than others, but the most important thing is that you do it every day. So here's another example. I am currently in the middle of a 30-day chess challenge where I figured out that I wanted to get a lot better at chess very quickly. And so I challenged myself to play a game of chess every day for 30 days. And it has now spiraled into a bit of an obsession. You know, I'm, I'm playing a lot more than one game of chess purely because I really love it and I want to get better at it um, a lot faster with the goals that I've set in place. But I had like a really slow day yesterday. I was playing games. I wasn't getting anything from them. I was kind of just getting my ass handed to me every time that I would set another game up 
and uh, you know I'm playing online chess so these people I don't know these people and I don't know what their skill level is really like there's a ranking system but I have been bested by people better than me lower than me it doesn't really matter I'm just going into everyone like they're the best player in the world and I have to beat them um, and so yesterday was tough I ended the day kind of being like oh damn like I I suck at this um, and then today I started off by losing a game probably the quickest way I've ever lost a game in my entire life um, in two minutes they had me checked uh, checkmated in six moves which I was like like what the heck and then I took that strategy applied it to another game one I took that strategy again tweaked it a little bit went to another game one and then the last two games I lost purely because I was only choosing that strategy and not branching out when the going gets tough and so it's a really interesting kind of thing to be able to recognize that from yesterday I looked at my notes I was like okay what am I going to have to improve on today and I took everything that I had learned and applied it in these next games to win half of them and that's the most games that I've ever won in a day like I I've probably spent about 30 hours in the last you know um what is it eight days playing chess just because I'm obsessed with it now and um you know it, it's insane how much you will improve when you simply do something every day um and I've, I'm already seeing so much more success after the eighth day so I can only imagine what will happen if I continue on this route uh for the next you know uh, the the rest of the days so not only is this different to school in that it requires you to think back at past work and improve on it but it reinforces this idea that repetition and habit making is something you need to do for a long time to be good at it. In the chess challenge, I set goals for the challenge uh, originally, saying like I wanted to be an expert level uh, ranking, ranked chess player uh, by the end of the 30 days. And I'm now realizing that that is literally impossible. I, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. I had no concept of what it truly means to be that good. Um, and I now realize that th th that was just such an insane thing to think, so I had to switch things around. But the point of me even setting those goals was to be able to iterate on my chess skills. And even though I had to shift the goalpost a little bit, um, that's not changing the way that I set my, set my challenge up at all. Now, we need to start thinking in terms of... Now, we need to start thinking long-term in terms of how we learn. And I'm lucky enough that I got the opportunity to build this kind of skill early on in my life. But there are so many people think the elderly businessman who's stuck in his ways and won't modernize because it's what they've always done. Those people can never get the chance to iterate in the same way. We're trying to create a system of young, like-minded individuals that take initiative, not passive teenagers just aiming for the next grade. And you'll find if you start adopting the same kind of idea to other areas in your life, it'll make it even easier to ace things in school. That's kind of all I wanted to discuss today. Just thought I'd hop on here and give you a little glimpse into my current method of learning and how you can apply that to your life regardless of what your school tells you. So don't get me wrong, school is important, but reshaping the way that you learn will make a world of a difference. Um, I, I know that I will continue to be doing 30-day challenges for the rest of my life and I've learned so much about the way that I learn and how I progress as an individual through these challenges. Um, the first challenge that I ever did was a 30-day 
beat making like music production challenge and i bought this like uh this fl studio software like the like the most basic pass package basically and i made all of these beats and i made a beat every day and you know i didn't worry about the time limit i didn't worry about um whether or not it was like a song i could dub i could sing over um but it just had to be a beat that implemented some new technique and i went through a some like a master class on like skillshare and you know all of it put together made me really appreciate how people make music and the art of making music and now it's so funny because i'll listen to music and notice different things i'll notice how the resonance is a little bit off in one place and i'll i'll kind of think about oh like that's like a really interesting hi-hat pattern that they have right there and uh like the actual terms and whether or not you know them doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things um the point is that i have a newfound appreciation for that kind of thing and i will continue to make little songs here and there um until i am sick of it but the point is that i'm not sick of it and it's only because i decided to do this challenge that i even was aware that i could make music like that that i could make music that I was proud of uh, online. Uh, it's a very different thing than uh, being classically trained, I have to say. Um, and I, I just really love it. it it's just great. Um, there are more 30-day challenges to come. I'm actually planning to do a YouTube video on a couple of them, uh, maybe just the whole process, kind of diving deeper into the 30-day challenge and how I set one up. Uh, so let me know if you'd like to hear more about that. And don't forget that you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See you guys later.